0: Good morning. This is Jeff Thomas of He Is the Way and the Truth and the Life Ministries, and I would like to welcome each one of you to another edition of Words from the Word of God. The last time we were together, we spoke on the uh, righteous judgment and the the right and uh, righteousness of God as He judges the sin of man and sinful mankind because of those sins, and we expressed that He. Must judge that which has so, uh, destroyed his perfect creation and, and the, the countless lives in the history of, of mankind, uh, ha, how it has destroyed the lives of his image bearers. As we will, as we discussed in Genesis, we were created in his likeness and his image. And we also stated in the last time we were together that Adam and Eve uh, prior to the fall were in a perfect peace of God, but yet they were in a perfect peace with God. Because of Adam's sin and in his deliberate disobedience to God's commandment, which God uh gave him, and I believe is found in Genesis two, verses fifteen through seventeen. But Adam in disobedience disobeyed that command and because of that he brought sin and death into the world into the 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 human race we have all inherited his sin nature now as we do a quick review uh and we have already stated the apostle paul has revealed to us by the inspiration of god and being led of the holy spirit that we have the everlasting gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of our resurrected Lord and Savior. He also tells us that uh, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed. He also tells us that the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth and unrighteousness. But I, the last episode I entitled uh, Reconciling, the beginnings of reconciling god's love and god's wrath is god a god of love yes is god a god of wrath against sins and the sinful mankind yes but there is something as we go forward that we must establish this morning because knowing that both of those that we that can be shown through scripture are true we must establish this what god has given us in his word about his character about his will about his word and about his covenant promises and that is the fact that god has revealed to us that he is unchanging our god will not change one iota from anything he has ever told us anything that he has ever done he is eternal from everlasting to everlasting he, what he said, uh, said stands through the test of time and through eternity. And there is, no matter how we feel about it, whether we agree with it or not, the word of God is the truth and it will stand forever. And his promises and his character are perfect in every way and that will never change. I want to take you this morning uh, right quick as we... Uh, start out here and to establish this fact by the only way we can establish any fact and might i say our words cannot describe the wonderfulness of god we cannot describe in our finite minds the wonderfulness of the salvation that we have and the forgiveness and redemption that we have in jesus christ uh, we can only try it best, but we must refer to the Word of God for authority. We must refer to the Word of God for truth, because as we've already said, it is unchanging. But I want to read to you a few scriptures this morning, and again, not to take them out of context, but for the sake of time, I want to read to you from, start off with from the book of Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, chapter forty. And we'll be reading from verse 6 through 8. Excuse me. And this is Isaiah writing uh, as God was uh, inspiring him as to what to write. And the Holy Spirit was leading him as to how how to write or what to write. He writes here in verse 6. The voice said, cry. And he said, what shall I cry? All flesh is as grass.'" and all the goodness thereof is the flower of the field. The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, because the Spirit of the Lord bloweth upon it. Surely the people is grass. This is speaking of the weaknesses of men in the flesh. But then he goes on in verse 8 to say, The grass withereth, Speaking of the flesh of man, the flower, which is all the glory that we could ever have, which amounts to nothing apart from the Lord, Uh, the the flower fadeth. But listen now, the word of our God shall stand forever. Uh, Whose word is he speaking of here? He makes it plain and clear. The Lord states it without a doubt. The word of our God shall stand forever the one God of creation Jehovah that that has become to man everything that we need him to be Adonai our Lord of Lords the one who loves us the one who cares for us the same one who loves us and and um, in his righteousness and holiness must judge the sins and and the sinfulness of men Uh, his word shall stand forever. But I want to turn over to, uh, first Peter chapter one. And this is Peter and he's, uh, pointing us back to the very scripture that we wrote as we see here in uh, first Peter again, chapter one. He says, verse 23, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. Listen now, by the word of God which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of men as the flower of grass. The grass withereth, the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, which Paul has plainly stated. Uh, by the inspiration of God in the first chapter of Romans that who the gospel what was concerning, and that is our risen Lord, the Son of God, God in the flesh Emmanuel, God with us, and it says right here and back in first Peter, and the the word this is the word which by by the gospel, the good news of Christ is preached unto you. Wow, I tell you then I want to turn over to uh numbers numbers chapter numbers chapter 23 i believe numbers chapter 23 and verse 19 again not to take them out of context but this is what the word of god says here god is not a man that he should lie neither the son of man that he should repent hath he said and shall not do it or hath he spoken and shall he not make it good? If God has made a promise to you and he has made countless promises to us in his holy word, which he has just established will stand forever. His promises are true. And he says right here, hath he said and shall not, shall he not do it? have he spoken, and shall he not make it good? God is giving us a guarantee right here that he will never tell you anything that he is going to change. Our God is unchangeable. His word is unchangeable. His character is unchangeable, and his plans and his purposes and his will is unchangeable. And speaking of His will and His purposes, I want to turn to, right quick, and I won't keep you too long this morning, uh, to Psalms, the book of Psalms, chapter 33, verse 11. Listen closely. Well, let's go to verse 10 here. The Lord bringeth the counsel of the heathen to naught. He maketh the devices of people to none effect. That means nothing we can come up with, no matter how we try to change things around, water the Lord's word down. They will come tonight and they will have no effect above and beyond what God's truth states. And, and the fact that he is unchangeable in itself is the truth. He says in verse 11 also in Psalm 33, the counsel of the Lord standeth forever, the thoughts of his heart to all generations. Now I want to take it back to the book of Romans. And let's let's look at a few truths here revealed. As we are studying in the book of Romans, I want to stay there as much as I can. But you know, our, our as we've established through God's word, he is unchangeable. He will not change. There is no promise that he has made to us that he will not keep. Let me stress that. There is no promise that he has made to us that he will not keep. So when he tells us here in Romans chapter 1, verse uh, 16, For and this is the Apostle Paul speaking that he is not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. He says, For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek or the non-Jew. And then he says there in verse 17, and we've covered this immensely, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just excuse me, shall live by faith. But then we want to, uh, and I'm going to close here in just a second. He says, for the wrath of God, in verse 18 of chapter one of Romans, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Did you hear that last, uh, latter part of that verse? Who hold the truth and unrighteousness? God's word, the very word that we have established from God himself that his word will endure forever and it will stand forever it is written in the heavens throughout eternity we will still be learning of his grace and being taught of him of his word my friend He is the same today as he was yesterday and will be forevermore. And Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, is the Son of God, God in the flesh, Emmanuel, God with us. He, too, is the same yesterday as he is today and will be forevermore. God is eternal, and everything concerning him is eternal. So let's ask the question, is God a God of love? Yes. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have, what, everlasting life. Is God a God of wrath? Yes, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, again, who hold his truth in unrighteousness. Wow. Wow. Our God is amazing, so is God a God of love, Yes, is God a God of love a, of a God of wrath? Yes, those are two great truths of our God, but the thing of it is, we must understand. Whether we agree with it or not, God is just. He is rightful. His judgments are faithful and true. That means they're dependable and there's no wavering or no faults, no faults in it them whatsoever. Nothing faults in them whatsoever. And this is the same God that tells us on over here uh in romans chapter three verse twenty three and and as we let's just go to here to chapter three of Romans and see what the Lord says about the unrighteous because we as we stated before, verse eighteen of chapter one through verse uh, chapter three verse twenty takes us into the courtroom of God, where we see that all mankind apart from Christ, apart from repentance, apart from God's grace stands guilty before him because of sin, and this is where this same God that has proven to us that he is unchanging and that his word is the truth and will endure forever, this is the same God that tells us here in chapter 3 verse 11 of Romans, there is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after god and not only that in verse 10 there is none righteous no not one skip over to verse 23 for all have sinned and come short of the glory of god oh my goodness but then right there he doesn't leave us there he says right here in verse 24 of chapter 3 but being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in christ jesus whom God hath set forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood, to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are past, for the, through the forbearance of God to declare, I say at this time His righteousness, that He might be the just and the justifier of him that believeth in Jesus. Is our God a God of love? Yes. Is our God a God of wrath? Yes. But His. Hey, it's like Paul said, where sin abounds grace, much more doth abound. Hey, he is the God of grace. He's the God of love. He's the God of mercy. And with that, my friend, today, and I leave you with this final thought in closing, God is unchangeable. So when he says he loves you, he means it. When he says he must judge your sins, he means it. But he filters his wrath, his judgment with grace, mercy, and love. I pray that you would have a blessed week. I'd ask you to continue to pray for us. And again, God bless.